Hey everyone, welcome to She's My Person podcast, presented to you by myself, Ellen, and my co-host, Jenna. Hey y'all. Before we dive into the nitty gritty, we want to tell you a little bit about who we are and what we hope to share with you on She's My Person podcast. When people ask me what I do for a living, I like to tell them I'm an entrepreneur. But really, that's just a fancy way to say I was laid off at the beginning of this crazy pandemic we are all in. I was on the University of Pittsburgh track and field team. You can find my name listed in the record book on the 4x15 relay team. I still call Pittsburgh home with a heart for the Penguins and Steelers. I'm the spontaneous one of the duo, excited about a plan I've been. I feel deeply, but with a lighthearted approach, and if there's ever been a time for needing my person, it's 2020. Hey y'all, I'm Jenna, and I'm the more emotional one of the two. Being a business owner in the middle of a global pandemic has only elevated that to a new level of dramatics. I graduated from High Point University in North Carolina, and I've been a Southern girl ever since. I now call the sandy beaches of Hilton Head Island home. I'm the calculated one, but I find comfort in the crazy when I'm with my person. We dream as hard as we love, and we are excited to show you the balance that makes us, us. This friendship is our anchor, and it's not lost on how rare this is to have a constant in a world that only knows how to change. To have something effortless in a world that seems to always need more. To love someone so fiercely that prioritizing them comes as naturally as breathing. Her words are the only that speak louder than my insecurity. She's the standing ovation for every win and the cozy place to fall for every loss. It's the soul-bearing, truth-telling, life-giving safe space that I couldn't exist without. We hope the depth of our connection and the vulnerability that we bring to the table gives you the courage to cultivate it in your own world. We invite you to actively participate and engage with us during each conversation we have. We are so grateful that you are here and we cannot wait to share what's next. Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of She's My Person. Today we're going to talk about the importance of showing up and the vulnerability that it takes to be able to show up for not only yourself, but the people around you that you're closest with. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. I hope you were able to catch our last couple episodes. Last week, we spoke to desperation. This whole series, as we just enter into the podcasting world, has been centered around vulnerability and different components of that, because I think so often there's like a simple definition of vulnerability, but it's actually the main component of everything that you do in your life. And it's the main component of our friendship. So it's something that we felt very called to speak to. But there's a big element of showing up that is present with vulnerability and being able to stand in all that you are and really have those tough conversations. So that's really what we would like to dive into today is just expressing how we've gotten to a place where we feel comfortable doing that, not only with each other, but in every relationship that we cultivate in our world. Yeah, with with being vulnerable, I mean, there's there's so much involved and there's a lot of self-learning, I think, to kind of decide what does it take for me to be vulnerable and how can I show up for someone else so they feel like they can also be vulnerable and connect with you too. And one thing that Jen and I were talking about is a lot of vulnerability comes back to your upbringing and your family and how you interact with each other and what vulnerability looked like for you as a child and you know through your later years of still living at home. And her and I were kind of laughing because we actually feel like we have a little bit of a similar family upbringing. So we, we were agreeing on a few things and we also kind of had our differences that you obviously can see where our vulnerability 
is similar, but also kind of varies in our friendship too. Yeah, we actually touched on that in our first episode, just that like our willingness to be vulnerable is the same, but how we go about that, how quick we are to bring our feelings to the table varies between us. And, you know, we both had dads that are in touch with their emotions, which I feel like is was such a vital part for my emotional maturity level, because I always felt safe to like cry or to feel feelings, especially when the man in your life does that just open that space. And so I've always been very in touch with feeling okay that like crying is a part of releasing emotion and, you know, expressing myself or getting angry about something or feeling all of those emotions that like I had to feel them to move through them. And so in my adult life, though, in a lot of ways, that was turned up too loud, uh, because there was like a temper side to my upbringing as well. And so I had to find the balance of like, I can be very reactive with my emotions and take it a notch too far to the point that it's not, it's not a healthy expression. It's not actually moving the conversation forward. And I think that's such a vital piece of vulnerability is what your mission is behind it. Because when you're showing up to a conversation, especially with someone that you're in a relationship with or in a friendship with, or even deeper on a work level, there has to be like a willingness and an agreement on what you're actually working towards with that vulnerability. So if it's a shared connection, if it's a deeper connection, but it can also be used to hurt as well. And so I think like just knowing your willingness going into those conversations, like is expressing these feelings going to elevate this relationship or am I saying things and holding on to resentments that I probably actually should have let go of this relationship or moved away from it a long time ago. And like my vulnerability actually isn't serving anybody here. So I just feel like that back and forth is something that's really shown up a lot for me in my adult life because sometimes my emotions outweigh the cause. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you make a great point with, you know, having a temper, being angry sometimes when you're showing vulnerability. And that can also go back to your upbringing and, you know, what you learn as a child, because like Jenna mentioned, our dads are very emotional for men. And I think that's such an important thing to have. And it's important to realize that men do have emotions, because sometimes I think society has, at least in the past, tried to eliminate emotions for guys and they were supposed to be strong and they were supposed to show no kind of emotion just so they could provide for everyone else. But I think seeing that side of our dad and knowing it's okay to cry, it's okay to be upset about something, or it's okay to show love and comfort, any side of vulnerability I think is really important to see, especially from a father figure or a male or, you know, obviously your mother too, but It's just, I think it is vital knowing that it's okay to show that growing up. And I think to Jenna's point with having the anger side of it, you know, our dads both have tempers or at least I think had tempers. They they have mellowed out in their age, (laughs) but they both, you know, react to certain things depending on the situation. And I think, you know, that's great to see growing up because you can kind of understand the effect on the other side and how that makes the people feel around you. Because a lot of times when you're angry, it's more about yourself. It's not necessarily about the people who you're reacting like that to or in front of. But when you're on the other side of it, you you feel like you're at fault or you feel like you should be the one fixing the fact that they're upset or they're angry. And it, it makes you almost feel like you're responsible when in reality, the upset person is just truly not processing their emotion fully and showing that in a way that 
allows you to be vulnerable, but yet doesn't make other people around you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think the biggest piece around vulnerability is if you are expecting the people in your life to receive it, then you also have to be willing to receive it from others. And, you know, I know for me, like my dad is all passion and all fire and like his work ethic and his drive and like competitive spirit is so much of who I am and so much of what I've been able to do in my life. But when that's turned up too loud, I can take up too much space with my emotions sometimes. And, you know, I'm not always willing to hear what the other person needs to say back because I just like want my own voice to be heard, my own emotions to be expressed. And I don't always open the space to allow that person to meet me where I'm asking them to meet me. Because the bottom line is nobody that loves you knows what you need unless you express it. So if you're going to express it, if you're going to drop into that vulnerability, you have to be able to receive what they're able to offer. And then that anger piece that Elle is talking about, a lot of times that shows up when they don't meet you in the way that you want them to meet you. And that's just life. Like that's where the surrender piece has to come into. Like if you're going to be vulnerable, you're going to have those tough conversations. You're going to tell the people in your life, like, this is what I need from you. And their response doesn't match your expectations. Then you have to have the courage to be like this, this relationship, this friendship is probably not in alignment with what I need in my life. And that is where like that tough part of vulnerability, that's why so much of us resist it because it's like, oh my gosh, what if this person leaves? What if this ends this relationship? What if this sacrifices the security that I feel? So we shy away from stepping into all that we are because we're afraid that we're going to lose people in the process. And the reality is that you will. And Elle and I both have lost friendships. We've certainly moved on from relationships, you know, as we've expanded into different parts of who we are. And there's, there's no easy part of that. There's no easy part of the loss. But I think vulnerability in general is having the willingness to show up and then the willingness to accept. And whatever that, whatever that acceptance is will determine whether or not you stay and continue to invest in that relationship or you walk away. And I think that's a lot of times where we get caught up and we stay stuck and that resistance starts to shine through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to, you have to take responsibility for your thoughts. You have to feel confident in what you're feeling. And like I said earlier, you know, finding your truth and going back to what you see as being vulnerable for yourself is so important because you, I mean, if you think a certain way, that's your truth. And that doesn't mean that someone else needs to think that way. Jenna, that doesn't mean that you have to think that way if I feel a certain way, but it does mean that you have to take responsibility for what you're feeling. And then if the other person doesn't feel the same, that's where, you know, that vulnerability piece comes into play where you can say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I understand that's not your point of view, but maybe we could talk about it. Or, you know, if you're dealing with a conflict that can also help you get through certain situations. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a good point because I mean, the point that I was making definitely wasn't that you're always going to be on the same page. Like Elle said, like there's definitely, I'm in a relationship right now where we process emotions very differently. Like I need, I need to have the conversation immediately. And I'm this way in general. Like I, there's so many conversations that I've been in. Had I taken an hour of like just space, I would have approached it with a totally different heart space. And I think that's true for a lot of us that tend to react from emotion rather than logic but he needs time to process it. So like I can throw all of my feelings out there and he will listen, like the willingness to listen. And I've actually learned in this relationship that that's what I need when I have those just really big spurts of feeling that I need to just get out into the world. I need someone that's just willing to listen. But on the other side of that, I have to be willing to give him the time because not everybody's going to process things at the same 
rate that you do. And even in our friendship, like this has shown up for Ellen and I too, because you know, nobody really processes things the exact same way. And if you're going to throw somebody with all of these feelings and all these expectations and maybe something that you're feeling really deeply about, they're not always going to be in the space to receive it in that moment and respond in that moment. And so patience within vulnerability has been a really big and hard lesson, you know, and especially in my relationship currently, it's like, I have to actively remind myself and I still, I failed on it yesterday. <laughs> I still fail out on a regular basis of just being like, this is how I feel. And I know that like the way you process this means that we probably need to finish this conversation tomorrow and being okay with that. So it's a forever like evolving learning process. I don't know if we ever get to a place where we're like, we do this right all the time, but it has to be just as much give as it is take. And the balance of the two is so incredibly important. Yes. And I think, you know, you make a great point by, you know, this is how I feel. And I know that you're going to have to process this for a little and we'll go back to it. And that I mean, you should feel your feelings as like cliche as that sounds. If, you, if you're going through something and you feel upset or you're worked up or you're nervous or whatever that is, or even if you're starting to fall for someone that you start talking to or you're happy about an emotion, any of those feelings are your feelings and you should feel comfortable sharing them and letting people know that's where your current state is. And like Jenna said, you know, the guy that she's seeing right now might not be there in that moment and he might need some time to think about it, but at least you were able to share with him what you were feeling and then you can walk away and come back to that conversation when he's ready or she's ready, whoever it might be that your partner is. And that's just across the board with anyone you're dealing with. But I do, I do think that there's an easy side, especially to me, to just kind of push my feelings to the side and say, you know what? I'm okay. Like, this is something that I can handle. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Or, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to upset the person by telling them I feel this way because they're not intentionally making me feel this way. So I'll, I'll shy away from what I'm truly feeling. And sometimes what that does is it just kind of sticks in the back of my head. And even though the person I'm talking to or dealing with might have no idea that I'm feeling that way, I'll almost make an issue of it with other things that we're dealing with. And I hold on to that feeling I had, it could be a week ago. And rather than just handling it in that moment, I make bigger issues out of things that could have been resolved right at that time. I'm thinking right now, Elle, about the, um, when you came to visit me and we like just had an irritated morning. <laughs> I like, I made Elle spill her coffee on her thigh because I like bumped into her and it was totally accidental. And I knew she wasn't like upset about that, but I was like, did it get you? And she was like, yeah, it did. It, it did. <laughs> I like, I knew in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, there's definitely some irritation about something else right now. And it's so funny because we're so different in that way, which is, I think, why we work. Because when she does have little moments like that, I'm, I can be like so in tune to it right then and be like, okay, well, what are we actually irritated about here? It's not, it's not the copy. Whereas like for me, she has to bring me back and be like, okay, you know, you're feeling really big about this right now, but like, let's break it down into pieces and have, because when you do have the conversation immediately, oftentimes it's, it's more heightened than it needs to be. Whereas like when we go back and have conversations of things that she's dealing with, it's after we both had time to process it. So it's a totally different conversation. And I think that's just vulnerability in general. It's like, no one's ever going to approach it the same way at the same time. And you know, Elle's point to just your own responsibility is only to share your emotion when you feel it with complete acceptance of the consequences that are going to come on the other side of that. 
And so much of that is dictated by the kind of person that you are. And like Elle is incredibly selfless. So like if I show up to a phone call, she could have had something massive that has happened in her life in the last 20 minutes. And if I'm like, well, this happened and I just go dive in, she's not even going to interrupt me and be like, well, hey, actually, I need to talk about this. Like she's never done that and never will. And so like part of our friendship has been me knowing like, okay, well, like I need to actively remind myself before I just dive into what I'm feeling to be like, hey, like, you know, what's going on with this or what's going on with that? So it's learning to know the people that you love too. Because most people, when they feel safe to be vulnerable, will. But there's, there's a lot of personalities where if that safety isn't given, if the space isn't given, they'll continue to shift their focus to other people. So I think being aware of that's really important too. Yeah, awareness is a big <laughs> key to vulnerability because obviously you're not going to walk up to a complete stranger and tell them every single thing about you or you know, any situation that you feel maybe guilty about or anything like that. That's not, that's not really what vulnerability is, but vulnerability is allowing people to feel connected to you and, and opening up any side of you that they're willing to receive. And as you obviously grow closer to these people and you have a relationship with them where you feel comfortable sharing all of those sides of vulnerability, that's, that's when you can really have a true connection and true relationship, but there's different levels to it. And I think, you know, vulnerability takes practice. And for me, I'm just now recognizing that it's okay to say if I'm upset or it's okay to show if someone did something that I don't agree with, where before I think I used to be so worried about offending them that I would just kind of keep it in. And it's still something that I have to put work in for myself, but I can see the, the worth that's comes out of it because you're actually able to present those feelings to people. And usually if you have a relationship with them or if they're willing to accept your feelings, it'll make you grow more so than it would if you leave it in and try to protect everyone's emotions in the situation, except your own really. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think, you know, our friendship is such a living testament to the depth that comes on the other of being okay to show up completely vulnerable and that's, that's the other piece of it is you really cannot get to the maximum depth with a lover, with a friend, with your career, if you aren't willing to feel it all and actually show up for each emotion. If you're going through the motions or if you're pushing things, you know, to the bottom of your heart until there's a time to deal with it, that time never really shows up and the resentment and your feelings towards that person start to build. And then there can be a reaction that actually isn't fair to them because you've been holding on to stuff for so long. And it's like, now it's coming up at a time when they're like, not even sure what they did wrong. And so I think that's what's important because eventually it will boil over. And we definitely have both had moments this year where it's boiled over. I think everybody who's lived 2020 and is currently listening to this episode has had moments where their emotions have boiled over and where stuff that they were holding on to from years and years ago, or even your childhood just like comes to the forefront. And it further proves how vital it is to deal with those emotions when they happen to feel them to let them move through your body. And to just know that the right people and like that has been the hardest realization for me. It's like the right people are going to stay the right people are going to love you the right people are going to want to date you all of that's going to show up if you're in line with who you're supposed to be. I just think sometimes when we are in unhealthy attachments or we're in a relationship that maybe doesn't make us happy, but that's the person we go home to every day and we feel like comfort in that. We sometimes sacrifice the connection for the comfort. And I think that especially when you're going through things and that person has been such a vital part of your life, it can be very hard to walk away from something 
just because all of your needs aren't met if you have developed that unhealthy attachment. And I think that's just when the vulnerability comes into play. But on the other side of that, it's a courage and it's a surrender to whatever that person decides to do with how you feel isn't about you, it's about them. And that moving past piece of like, I express my heart. And when I do that, the right people are with me and the wrong people are going to leave. And there's going to definitely be a give and take with your emotions with that too, because it's not easy. It's not something that's comfortable most of the time. Well, right. And a lot of times you end up selling yourself short if you're not fully transparent with that person, because if you're feeling all of these emotions and they just keep going up and up and you're, and you don't really have an outlet to express them and you just let them stay within, then you're not able to give what you really can in a relationship. And I know it can be scary to tell someone if you, what you're feeling, if you're not sure how they're feeling either. And it's something that has probably held me back in previous relationships where I, I felt strongly about the person, but because things were going so well as they were without expressing those feelings, I didn't want to speak to that because I didn't want to mess up the relationship or make them feel like there was any kind of pressure. And I think, you know, I think we could both say that we've done that in the past. And we've also been on the other side where I've dated guys that didn't really express how they were feeling and things didn't really grow. And I wasn't able to reach to a point where I felt like I could see a future with them. And as things were ending, then they turn around and tell you all of these feelings they're having, or they express everything that they build up. And it it almost feels generic, or it almost feels like maybe this isn't true, because as soon as they're about to leave me, then they start saying all this stuff. And, And honestly, it very well could be. And I know from my own experience, I've felt that way myself. So it's not to say that they aren't being real, but at the same time, when you're on that other side of it, it is very difficult to know the difference and understand it if you're not on the same page the entire relationship or the entire time you spend with that person. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because authenticity is really lost the longer that you wait to bring something up because it's hard. Like, if you've been holding on to resentment or emotion about an event that took place. You know, for example, like on Monday, I was feeling some type of way about one of my friends. Like she was just really like in a mood. Like I was just asking simple questions and like really receiving responses that didn't make sense because I was like, there's no way, like we haven't seen each other in a while. And I was making it about me, which I think so often we do. And she was upset about something that had happened forever ago. And she actually had the realization while we were talking, she's like, I'm realizing how much more important this would have been for me to tell this person how I was feeling then. And I was like, you know, and I just, I think it's like, you realize it late sometimes and the people that are coming to the table with all of those emotions or that are breaking up with you and then saying everything they felt they do mean it but the authenticity for you is so often lost because you're like well I needed that six months ago like now that you're showing up with what I need like I you know I've given you six months of opportunities to be here to be that person and I just I think that authenticity piece is really important because at the end of it it seems as though that vulnerability is being used for attention rather than connection and then it's just annoying, even though it's, and then it invalidates their feelings. And then they, I think it perpetuates that wound of not feeling like they can be vulnerable in relationships because, you know, I know from our past experiences with guys, they would send all of this stuff like after we were about to leave. And it's like, you know, we weren't in a place to receive it because we had already given all this opportunity and they didn't show up. And then it perpetuates them feeling like it's not safe for them to be vulnerable because they didn't do it at the time that it was needed. And so I, it's, it's, a, it's like a learning process for both people involved, the people that are receiving it and also the people that are learning how to express themselves in a healthy way. 
but it's really important to like stop where you are. If something starts to make you feel angry or like, you're like, I don't agree with this and not just going along with it because you feel like that's what's best for the moment because it's all going to build up. And then the end result is going to leave you at a place where you're even less connected than you were in that moment. Uh, yep. And that's a great point. And, and it really does go back to just knowing yourself and being able to show up as yourself and not having fear to do that. Because when you can, when you can really understand like your natural state and realize this is how I'm feeling, because I, I know for me in the past, there were times where I wasn't fully in tune with who I was. So I really didn't even know what my emotions meant. Like my emotions were so all over the board that if I went to actually try and be vulnerable or express my emotions to someone, it wouldn't make sense because I truly didn't understand it myself. So I think the first and most important part to it, at least for me, is understanding where I'm coming from, understanding what my emotions are, what I, what resonates with me. And, you know, it might just be out of taking notes and writing down feelings that you're having after something happens. Just even I'm, Jenna and I both are big believers in meditating, which we'll probably have a full episode just talking about that and kind of different thoughts on meditating itself. But that's another way that you can really just connect with yourself and feel centered and know, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Now let's take the next step and share that with someone else because you're able to at least accept that for yourself. And I think just, you know, also having that brave side to be able to do that and not letting fear affect that decision of what are they going to think? What are they going to do? Am I going to lose this relationship or upset someone? I think those are the two components, at least for me, that are most important and the hardest to being vulnerable. Well, and I think the second one correlates directly with the first because like it really does, as, as cliche as it sounds and as many you know, Instagram quotes and podcast episodes that you listen to that speak to like, you must know yourself, you must love yourself, you must be confident in yourself. Like it does all sound cliche and it's very hard to find like tangible ways to step into that. And we've both struggled with that in very different ways. I had a really long battle with an eating disorder and, you know, Elle going through her injury stuff that she shared a little bit about in the first episode. And we'll dive deeper into all of that, into how we got to a place where we do feel confident. But, you know, it really does stem back to that because the bravery around having those conversations actually comes from the security that you have in yourself because the bravery is absent when you feel like your security is centered around whether that person decides to stay or leave you versus when the security is in you, then regardless of how the conversation goes, you know, you're going to be okay. So it's like, there are many tangible steps to take in order to learn how to be vulnerable, but they all stem from that first one. And that's like knowing yourself and something that I've started to do because I was the same way. I didn't know my own heart for a very long time. And, you know, my mom always calls me an old soul. Like I had a lot of emotions that were so big that I really did not understand when I was young. And so they would manifest themselves in ways that were so expansive and so big and so overwhelming that like, I just would be emotionally exhausted all of the time because I would express them, but they didn't make sense to me. And so something I've started doing because I, I can tell now, like I've learned myself and my body enough at this point to be like, okay, I'm getting to a place where like everything I'm about to say is going to be driven by the fact that I feel emotionally unstable right now, instead of like coming from a place of security. And so like just the other day in a conversation I was having with the man that I'm in a relationship with, I just stopped and I, and Ellen and I do this before our podcast, but I took five deep breaths and like something as simple as that as just being like, okay, I'm here. I'm in my own body. I'm in my own mind and my own heart. 
you know, because we all have anxiety about different things. Anxiety is something that every single one of us deal with in different ways. And the more that we spiral out, the more that we feel afraid or disconnected, it's like you have to just know how to bring yourself back. And for me, like that's been, I had to learn how to do something small that when I'm in conversations, I don't let them go so far that I hurt that person or that I emotionally exhaust myself to a level that it never needed to get to. And after I take those breaths, I'm like, okay, well, let's just like talk about this. And so it's amazing, like those little changes of knowing yourself, what that can do for you in your relationship with others. And it's also a lot easier for people to respect you and to be confident in your ability to be in a relationship with them when you can like nurture and soften into who you are first. Yeah. And, and the five breaths is huge for us. Yeah, it really is. It it is because it just calms you down. I mean, it's crazy what just taking a few seconds can do to just really focus on breathing and just recognize, okay. I'm okay. Like, let's just get back to focus. This isn't as big as it really feels. And, you know, I also think when you're doing these things and you're having these conversations, you just showing up at that peaceful place and having love and compassion for not only yourself, but the person that you're dealing with, you're going to get through most any situation that you're in. If you can just lead with that, because you're, you have everyone's best interests in mind. You're thinking of yourself. You're thinking of the person you're dealing with. There's no, there's no negativity when you're leading with love and compassion, but it can be difficult to do just out of the place that you're in with yourself for the mindset that you have. So like we said, you know, getting to know where you're at and your center is, is one of the steps, at least for us, that help us get to that point of leading with that love and that compassion in the relationship. I mean, I think like as we wrap things up, like that would be the biggest piece of advice that I would give anyone who's listening that is maybe in some type, some part of their life feeling like they're out of alignment, whether it's in your job or with the person that you're in love with or a friendship or even being a mom or whatever it is that you're, you're feeling like you're not your most connected and best self. Just asking yourself when you do feel the most at peace. If that's a workout class for you, if that's 10 minutes of quiet with the door closed, like whatever that place is where your mind and your heart and your body feel like they relax, they take a breath and they slow. And then prioritizing that, even if it's 10 minutes a day, like just taking the time to say, I need to step away. And if you're with a partner that does not support that time for you, if you're in friendships that don't support that time for you, you'll quickly realize and have to get honest with yourself about cultivating a life that is surrounded by people who support your best self. And so in order for you to be in tune with that, I believe it's first going to that place where you feel the most relaxed, where you feel like you can think properly, because we actually know the answers to all of the questions our heart is asking. It's just the justifications of the world, the emotions of other people, all of that stuff starts to get in the way when we allow it to be louder than our own voice. So finding that place of peace prioritizing it, making it a non-negotiable and only entertaining relationships and friendships and work relationships that respect that part of you. Yeah. And it's keeping your safe space, really. I mean, for yourself and for the people around you, it's so important to take that time, no matter how busy you might feel. And I know when I was in my previous job, I felt like I didn't even have time to sit down and think straight. But in reality, you do. You just have to be actively making that time, no matter what the situation is, there's always going to be even five minutes in your day that you can just take that time for yourself. And it really will go 
bar for the full day that you're having. It's not going to, it's not going to affect you in a negative way. I wouldn't think at least, I mean, it's only going to make your day feel more controlled and make you feel like you have a better hold on everything that's being thrown your way. And I think that kind of speaks to the next series that we're going to be talking about is just setting boundaries and kind of giving that space for yourself in different ways that we'll just kind of dive into depending on the episode that we're talking about. But it is so important to set boundaries for yourself and for the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a strong believer that boundaries are how we teach the world how to love us. Because without them, nobody knows your guidelines. They don't know what are hard no's and full body yeses. Nobody knows those things except for you. So if those boundaries aren't set, if that time isn't carved out, you're the only person that has the power to change that. And boundary setting, you know, especially being a business owner at a young age, Elle jumped right into corporate career right out of college. We both had a lot of voices and a lot of noise always, but definitely when we started our careers. And so boundaries have been necessary for us. We, we honestly, I don't even think would be healthy human beings if we didn't learn how to set them along the way. And so that's basically what our next series is going to be centered around is just taking this vulnerability to the next step. Like, okay, I'm ready to have these conversations. But then when I do, how do I put boundaries in place so that, those, that I actually hold both myself and the people that I love accountable to what I feel is important to myself, my heart and my truth? Yeah, obviously, there's much more to vulnerability and boundaries and everything like that. And it's kind of a piece of us and a piece of our friendship. So we'll be talking about all these things throughout all of our podcasts. But hopefully you were able to get a few tips and hopefully some of it helped you. I mean, that's just kind of from our experience, what we've seen and through our friendship with vulnerability. But we're really excited to talk to you guys more about setting boundaries and some techniques that we use to try to help us feel more comfortable doing that. And we hope that you're all going to tune in for our next series that we'll be starting soon. Yeah. And if y'all have any questions along the way and you want to engage with us or you have any questions about anything, we would absolutely love to have a conversation with you. That is our goal behind this is to create like a community where that vulnerability is welcome. So find us on Instagram and send us a message, engage with us. And we're happy to also answer any questions. We're going to start to do some Q and A's. So if you follow us, there'll be some opportunities to drop some questions in there too. But other than that, have a good day, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks everyone.